Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 14 of Imprint Cast, the podcast dedicated to the Australian boutique label Imprint. My name is Tony Meaches, and joining me, is, as always, is my partner in crime and my colleague, John Matthews. How are you doing, John? Uh, good, doing well, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit sunnier and warmer here in Sydney, so yes, uh, feeling good right now. <laughs> yes, it's, thank goodness. Thank goodness the, the the warm weather is back. Lately, this this cold weather was was hell. Oh, so, doom and gloom. <laughs> and of course, and also we have joining us is our other regular colleague Ryan Kendall. Ryan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm getting the backlash of all your rain and what have you. So cheers, guys. Uh, yes, much Melbourne's appreciated. In, Melbourne's in the middle of a flood right now. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like it's not like Melbourne City. Per se, it's just like the outskirts of it. Oh, I'm okay, but yes. um, yeah, it's a little bit uh, wet and damp down these parts. Well, that's a relief. I'm glad you glad you're okay, and glad your loved ones are safe as well. Yes, yeah. yes, they're all good. Yes, thank you. You're all guys all good there because I know you got fucking hammered. Oh, we got hammered big time with the with the rain. But yeah, today was a very nice day. Very warm, thirty degrees Celsius, which is amazing. Jesus, thirty. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And on today's episode, we are discussing the December 2022 announcement. Um, there are six new titles that have been announced. And um, Ryan, did you want to start off the first two? I would love to. Thank you, Tony. No worries. <clears throat> All right. So start off imprint number 192. Fuck, that's a lot. Yeah. 192 from 1975 Sam Peckinpah's The Killer Elite a uh, little description here friends George Hansen played by Robert Duvall and Mike Lachlan uh, played by James Kahn are hitmen who do contract jobs for a company called Comteg associated with the CIA but when George gets a better offer from the competition he turns on Mike this tense, action-packed thriller explores savagery and betrayal in the murky world's world of Killers for Hire. Renegade director Sam Peckinpah's The Killer Elite offers a gorgeously San Francisco-based excursion into the dark world of contract assassins, the CIA, martial arts, and honour among hitmen. Shot by Philip Lathrop, uh, co-edited, by, co-edited by Monty Hellman. Oh, didn't know that. And... With music by composer Jerry Fielding, uh, starring James Kahn, Robert Duvall, Arthur Hill, Bo Hopkins, Gig Young, and Arthur Hill. Limited edition to this hard box uh, set, uh, 1,500 copies only. Um, so with the special features and tech specs, disc one, you got the original version, which is a 1080p high def on Blu-ray. New audio commentary by Peckinpah Expert. Mike Siegel, uh, audio commentary by film historians Paul Cedar, uh, Garner Simmons, and Nick Redman. Passion and Poetry, Sam's Killer Elite featurette from 2013. Uh, new, The Passion and Poetry Project, Mike Siegel and his works on Sam Peckinpah. A new Passion and Poetry, uh, Peckinpah and Anecdotes featuring Chris Christopherson, Ernest Borgheim. James Carbon, David Warner, Ali McGraw, LQ Jones, Bo Hopkins, RG Armstrong, and it's Ilsa, Ilsa, 
Isila Vega, sorry. A new interview with film critic Kim Newman promoting the Killer Elite Image Gallery, shooting the Killer Elite Image Gallery, the Killer Elite in Pictures Image Gallery. San Francisco plays itself. Locations, video essay, filmmaker, historian, Daniel Kramer. Uh, TV spots and radio spots. Isolated score, trailer. Original aspect ratio at 235 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0. Uh, optional English uh, hard of hearing subtitles with some more features to be announced. Uh, disc 2. A little short one. It's disc two, uh, the alternate theatrical cut, and that's just 1080p high def and Blu-ray. The aspect ratio of 231.5 to 1, uh, audio English LP CM 2.0, and optional uh, English subtitles for YAL. Um, fantastic. Fantastic little uh, action film here. Uh, fantastic actors. I think I said this uh, previously to guys before um it's just fun oh yeah i said in our little group chat i think it's just fun to watch like james khan and rob duval like fight each other and do like a little bit of karate it's just hilarious because they just look like your old grandpa looking dudes and for them <laughs> to like throw like a karate chop or a kick and like punches it just like looks real stiff <laughs> but it's great all together so it's a fun film it's good fun um seen it i like it i'll get it what about you guys? Where are you, Tony? I love Peckinpah, but I'm ashamed to admit I have not seen The Killer Elite, and I can't wait. Like, um, of course, with a cast like James, James Khan and Robert Duvall, and um, and of course, um, Gig Young, Arthur Hill. It's mm. it's great. It's a really good cast, and I, I can't believe I've never seen it. And I'm just looking for, I'm just looking forward to seeing both versions, and of course. Of course, interview with 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 Kim Newman, John. I know you and I. We both love watching special mm. Kim Newman in it, so that'll be great. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have not seen it, but I can't wait. Fantastic, Jonathan. Over to you. Yeah, it's one I haven't seen, and you know, I like Peck and I've seen the majority of his films, but this later part of his career, I I, I never really delved into. Um, once again, just because I heard mixed things, but um, over the years, people have really uh, kind of given this film a bit of uh, a bit of revaluation. So, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to check it out. Like, the cast sounds amazing. Um, you know, Peckinpah, um, even, uh, you know, who also, well, Mon did I hear Monty Hellman was kind of, like, involved? Ah, in uh, he edited, uh, co-edited by Monty Hellman. Which is, yeah, that's fascinating to hear because, you know, he's one of the greats. So, uh, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to check this out. And what you said, Kendall, I'm, I'm sold already. So uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of uh, ninjas and, uh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's Javel. Yeah, I want to see Javel running around. So uh, <laughs> it sounds good. And I think this later Peckinpah sort of career is getting reevaluated, like with the um, mm. Osman weekend where, you know, that film was hated for years, but, uh, you know, Indy... Um, imprint brought it out and then got a reevaluation and people you know are loving it so yeah i, I think this is one to definitely reevaluate give it yeah, a go for sure. i love his like later stuff yeah, i think i found like a dvd of this in like a salvos or something i think somewhere oh wow but it was like a, a uk uh, a uk or an american disc one ah uh, that's where so, i watched yeah. it yeah as soon as i saw like sam peckinpah I was like that mine it's old and yeah. this is between two really like 
two great films like you know bring the head of alfredo garcia and and cross of iron which are both mm. great wedged in the middle so yeah it's just one i, I skipped so yeah can't wait yeah i skipped it also i've always loved peck and par um ryan do you have a favorite peck and par film Oh, tough hey, question, hey, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. Um, I have a choice. Probably, of- yeah, uh, either Wild Bunch, uh, Getaway, or... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Alfredo Garcia. Mm. But, um, yeah, Wild Bunch or Getaway are the first two that, like, jump to mind. Yeah, John. How about you? Uh, yeah, like he's done to me good. But for me personally, yeah, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia is one of my probably my favorite. Just how cynical and uh, not mean spirited, but just yeah, how how that film set up and yeah. you know just incredible performances in it. Um, and you know, oh, I just love it. It's one of my favorite films with Warren Oates, like one of his best performances. Oh, that's, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, and it's a bit of a cult film, but it's it's one of my favorites. Definitely is. Yeah, Boomer the Head of Alfredo Garcia is definitely up there. But I had but if it was but my choices are Gosh, a bit my, my my choices are a little bit different. Well, of course the first one will always be The Wild Bunch. It's definitely one of my all time favorite westerns. Yeah. But the other one I love, it's not for everybody. It is a very hard film to watch. Yeah. Straw Dog. Uh, straw dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, um, that is a very tough film to watch because it came out the same year as Clockwork Orange and um, those two films mm. were were notorious for their for its controversial content. And um, yeah, but Straw Dogs, it's definitely not for the faint-hearted, or, but it is a really good one. It's definitely... <clears throat> my, these two are definitely my top two um, Peck Apart films. Yeah, yeah. I love dogs so that the only other era i don't know what it was but yeah clockwork orange last house on the left all these sort of nasty sort of uh, uh i guess home invasion type films but uh yeah straw dogs is definitely a, if you can stomach it it's it's a great one and, mm. yeah, yeah 1972 one, those were the, those years huh. <laughs> for home invasions <laughs> definitely yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah but i like what I, I like what imprint are doing i hope they just keep bringing us more peck and pie if they can keep getting them right this is great Oh, I hope so too. But so far, Major Dundee, Austin Weekend. Yep. And now the upcoming Killer Elite. Um, well, of course, as everybody knows, Major Dundee and Austin Weekend are out of print from the imprint website. And the shows, everybody loves Peck and Pies. Well, it's great. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure this will sell out quickly oh, I think too. too. And especially with the recent passing of James Khan, no doubt. Yeah. Rip. Rip Khan. Yeah. Mm, indeed. Alrighty, uh, Ryan, did you want to continue on with the next title? Ah, uh, if I must, sure, why not? If you must, yeah, <laughs> you must. <laughs> All right, uh, imprint number one hundred ninety-three from nineteen seventy-six. The eagle has landed. Uh, during World War Two, Nazi officer Max Rattle, uh, played by Robert Duvall, David devises a plan to kidnap or kill the British Prime Minister. Approved by German Commodore Heinrich Himmler, played by Donald Pleasance, uh, the scheme moves forward with Colonel Kurt Steiner, played by Michael Caine, 
leading the mission. Aided by Liam Devlin, played by Donald Sutherland, an Irishman with a deep hatred of England. As the plan unfolds, it seems to be going well, until certain events threaten the group's shot at success. Michael Caine, Donald Sutherland and Robert Duvall lead an all-star-studded cast in this World War II classic based on Jack Higgins' best-selling novel. Directed by John Sturgis, who did The Magnificent Seven and The Great Escape, uh, starring Michael Caine, Donald Sutherland, Robert Duvall, Donald Pleasance and Jenny Adiger. Uh, limited edition two disc hard box with 1500 copies. Uh, special features uh, disc one, original theatrical version, the 1080p high def on Blu ray. New audio commentary by film historians Howard S. Berger and Steve Mitchell. New interview with film critic, your favourite Kim Newman. New video essay on John Sturgis by filmmaker and historian Daniel Kermer. Uh, the Eagle Has Landed Revisited featurette. Tom Man Mac Iwiz. Mac Iwiz. I'm saying that so wrong. Looking back interview. ATV Today on location. Vintage featurette. Film night. Location report. On location in Norfolk. Uh, on location interviews. Theatrical trailer. Original aspect ratio of 235 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0, optional English hard appearing subtitles with some more features to be announced. And disc two is the extended edition with uh, 1080p high def on Blu ray, uh, audio English LPCM 2.0, original aspect ratio of 235 to 1, and English subbies. It's been a while since I've seen this, but I do remember enjoying it. It's quite a fun film. And I, you know, I've got to say, there's this like thing that I love that I want to delve into a bit more. It's when like British actors play Nazis. It's just, there's just a thing. And I just, it's just fun to watch British like thespians play Nazis, like bad fuckers. So it's all good. <laughs> if you just, yeah, I don't know. It's a thing that happened in the seventies and sixties. Um, yeah, good film, fun film. I do slightly remember this, how um, Donald Sutherland was doing his, like, bad stuff, and I think he's with Jenny Adegar, and she's with him, I think, for some of it. I think he has, and he has, like, a change of heart at some point, I believe. I won't spoil too much, but it's been a while since I've watched it. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like I confused his role in this with Eye of the Needle, I believe. I'm not mistaken if I'm just confusing myself, but it's all right, whatever. I'll watch it again when it comes out. <laughs> um, Tony, have you seen, heard of this film? I have seen that The Eagle Has Landed, but I'm like you, Ryan. It's been so long, I barely mm. remember it. But I do remember seeing it on television with my father. Because we, mm. one thing with my father and I, we loved watching war films on television. Even Good. though he didn't speak much even though he didn't speak much English, the worst thing was I had to translate the whole film to him in Greek. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, but I do remember seeing this film, but I don't remember much of it because it's been just been so long ago. And, um, and I, and with the, and I've, I forgot about the cast, Michael Caine, Donald Sutherland, Robert Duvall, Donald Pleasance and Jenny Agutta. Good God. It's a great cast. And I really can't wait to watch this again, especially now that this has a, as a bonus extended version, which I'm really looking forward to. Mm. 
for sure. Um, Tony, you're up, bruh. Um, what about John's uh, thoughts on the movie? Oh, sorry, sorry. I just did my one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, what do you uh, think again? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is this is one same. I, I saw it years ago on TV because I remember it used to play on TV a fair bit, like this and The Great Escape, a few movies that would pop up every so often but i remember it being fun but it's been so long and so me like i said i watched this as a kid with with like yeah my dad as well like he also did like his war films um so yeah it's one i i need to revisit but yeah just i'm actually quite excited to see it again because it's been so long and i remember it being sort of pulpy fun uh sort of you know sort of a spy war film and yeah once again just the cast and uh you know with with you know don't don't sutherland and um you know yeah with uh, mike Payne well so yeah i'm i'm kind of pretty much sold on this film already um i mean donald pleasant's yeah michael kane so as well so i'm pretty pretty much sold on this so i look forward to revisiting it and uh, and yeah there's a whole bunch of good extras here and i'm intrigued about the extended version as well so uh maybe the tv one was extended i'm not sure but um there's a whole bunch of context here as well so yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to this release it's one i'll probably chuck in uh, quite early to the player is that a thing with like dads? How like they all love war and western films? Because like my dad had yeah. three DVDs and it was literally The Great Escape, yeah. um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and The Magnificent Seven. Yeah. <laughs> like I just fucking watch those constantly. And, and also, I still love them dirty, to death. <laughs> yeah, and Dirty Dozen was chucked in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dirty Dozen. Them. Yeah. Oh, my father, he loved, he loved John Wayne. He was he, the western. Oh, yeah. The Westerns was his thing. He didn't understand it, but um, he loved the movies. He loved the visual visuals of it. Yeah. His all-time favorite film was Red River from 1948. And yeah. um, yeah. Nice. yeah, like the only time my father and I really got along, you know, like we were, like, had fun together, was when we watched when we watched movies on television. Like, but the but the only bad thing is I had to translate the whole freaking movie <laughs> to, to Greek. But um. But yeah, that that were the only good times I remember with my father. But it was great; they were fun times. But Absolutely. yeah, um, and um, that's that's basically all I remember. Like my father, I think is I think a majority of most fathers, um, they love their they love their westerns and they love their um, they love their, their man films. films, the manly man films, the man films, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's why, like, people joked a couple of months ago. Remember the historical month? Oh, it's like a dad month, you know, the historical films. But uh, yeah, yeah, not not really because they sold out. They're popular. No really. way. It definitely wasn't. A, it definitely wasn't a a man month. It was. Yeah. It was a great month, but it sold out so quickly. That was the entire month. That was nuts. That was like a yeah. thespian month. Mm. It was. Yes, it was. But anyone can enjoy them. So yeah. yeah oh yeah. Exactly. Oh, because when we have kids, my goodness, I can imagine we're we're not going to be watching just um, westerns and war films. We're going to be watching everything, even horror. We'll traumatize our children and get them desensitized. Yeah, good. Get, get them in <laughs> young. Good, healthy. Yes, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I am pooped. Yes, you deserve a break now, Ryan. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, um. <laughs> Let's get to um, to John to do the next two titles. Yeah, certainly. So the next one is Burn. Um, this is a uh, this is a big box one. So 
It's and it's imprint spine number 194. So, uh, a Caribbean island in the mid 1800s. Nature has made it a paradise, man has made it a hell. Slaves on a vast Portuguese sugar plantations are ready to turn their misery into rebellion, and the British are ready to provide the spark. Uh, they send Agent William Walker, Marlon Brando, on a devious three-part mission, trick the slaves into revolt, grab the sugar for trade for England, and then return the slaves to servitude. Uh, Gillo Pontecorvo, uh, the acclaimed director of the Battle of Algeries, uh, explores colonialism and insurrection in the searing epic burn. Marlon Brando delivers a complex, intelligent portrayal of a man who is both gentleman and scoundrel, revolutionary and colonel, and always considered his performance in Burn one of his finest. Uh, Ennio Morricone's The Untouchables and the Mission uh, haunting music melody underscores the almost overwhelming, powerful story starring Marlon Brando, uh, Avestio Marquez, Geneto uh, Salvatore, and Dana Gia. Um, this is a limited hard box to 1500, two disc. So on the special features, disc one, we get the English export cut. Uh, 1080p um, high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2K scan. Uh, there's a new audio commentary by film historians Elaine Silver and Jim uh, Ursini. Uh, there's a new video essay on Marlon Brando's mid-career films by filmmaker and historian Daniel uh, Kremer. Um, new uh, Brando in Europe featurette uh, from Ballyhoo Productions. Uh, new interview with Italian critic um, Ives, uh, sorry, Ivelsi uh, Pernilio, uh, sorry, Pernilio, sorry, apologize, I butchered that. Uh, aspect ratio 1.661, audio English LPCM 2.0, uh, audio optional English HOH subtitles, more features to be announced. And on disc two, we get the the restored director's cut, which is uh, Italian. So we have the um, 1080p high definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 4K scan, aspect ratio 1.661, and audio Italian LPCM 2.0 English subtitles. Um, so this is a film I've, um, funny enough, I've, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it for years. It's one of those Brando films I always wanted to see. And, um, and like I said, just, I'm not sure availability or I just never got around to it, but it's one that popped up in a lot of lists and, and people do consider it one of Brando's best films. Um, I know of it because of the, uh, William Walker story. Um, there was an Alex Cox film in 87 called Walker, which, uh, takes on the story but it's completely punk his version like it, it's it's nothing at all uh, apparently like this version so um yeah I, i'm very excited to check this out like i said i've just just heard nothing but good things i was speaking to a friend of mine um uh who was it was also saying this is you know one of brando's best and you know it, you know we get to see two cuts including the uh the italian version apparently so and, and the director yeah battle of um Algeries is one of the, the greatest films ever made, so I absolutely adore that film. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm all over this this set. Um, yeah, very excited about this. Uh, Kendall, what, what do you think of this with Burn? Oh, I have not heard of it or seen of it, but um, I mean, you got like Marlon Brando in a film about slaves. Like, can you get any more mental than that? 
<laughs> through 69. So I guess he's not that crazy just yet as well. He's getting there. <laughs> he's getting there. He's on the brink of it. <laughs> um, no, I have not seen it. No, nothing really about it. Um, you said you watched um, a film, um, Walker, sort of based on the same story. Um, yeah. Just before, so um, I haven't even seen that. And that, so um, no, I'm 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 kind of interested in this. Really interested in this. Yeah, no, it's, they're they're both great. Uh, also, I mean, so Walker's great. So yeah, I'm, I'm keen to check this out. So, but yeah, very different. It's yeah, like so that was Alex Cox. So it's yeah, there's yeah, strange films. Not a not a. I presume this is more historically accurate. I'm guessing, but yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Good old Alex Cox and um, Ennio Morricone's score too. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, my friend uh, Paul in Japan who collects vinyl says this is one of Morricone's best scores. So he, he's actually got this on vinyl. So he's like, you've got to get the score. So, yeah, it's another plus, definitely. Um, and uh, Tony, what, what do you think of this announcement? Have you seen Burn? I have not seen Burn, but I have heard of it, and I've. I've I was, and I've heard that that Marlon Brando himself considers this his finest performance, his finest work, and um, mm. and yeah, the, and this really has two cuts: the um, the Italian version, which is called Kimada, and the um, and of course the export English version is called Burn. Um, I have not seen it, but I am, but I have seen Walker, and I and I thought that was great. I love, I loved Walker. Very out there, definitely. Alex Cox, what do you expect? But it was yeah. so good. But yeah, like with the um, with the two cuts, the the length, the times are completely different. Like um, the export cut, I believe, is one hundred and fifteen minutes, and the um, Italian version is one hundred and thirty-two. So quite a lot of extra, quite a bit of extra footage in that version. I'm really looking forward to it. Wait, what was the export cut again? Um, one hundred and fifteen. Oh, 115. I thought you said an hour and 15. No. And I was like, fuck, that's like a full, like, hour. <laughs> like, no, no, 115 <laughs> minutes and 132. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah no, it's pretty cool. Especially Marlon Brando fans. This is one definitely to, to treasure. So, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. If he considers this his, his most... um. His best, his greatest performance. Watch it and judge mm. yourself. For sure, yeah. I will judge you, Brando. <laughs> I'll judge you hard, boy. All righty, uh, John. Did you want to do the next one? Yeah, absolutely. So the next one we have is uh, "Fear Is the Key." Um, now this is imprint uh, number one hundred ninety-five. All right. So "Fear Is the Key." So. Uh, following the death of his family in an aeroplane crash, underwater salvage expert John Talbot, uh, Barry Newman, hatches an elaborate scheme to bring those responsible to justice. After staging the phony murder of a police officer, he kidnaps Sarah Ruthven, Susie Kendall, ah, uh, the heiress of, <laughs> to a uh, petroleum fortune. His exploits are um, attract the attention of the criminal masterminds behind his family's demise, who hires him to recover the valuables aboard a recently crash-landed plane. Uh, this tightly plotted thriller, based on Alistair McLean's best-selling novel, contains one of cinema's lengthiest car chases, clocking in at a full 20 minutes, um, starring Barry Newman, Susie Kendall, John 
Vernon, uh, Ben Kingsley, and Ray McGanley. Um, so first time on Blu-ray worldwide. So we have a, a 1080p uh, presentation from a 4K scan. Uh, more features to be announced. Theatrical trailer, aspect ratio 2.35, audio English LPCM 2.0, optional English HRH subtitles, and limited edition slipcase to the first 1500 with unique artwork. Um, yeah, one I had not even heard of until this announcement. Um, it, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like a really fun revenge thriller. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to check this out. So yeah, just completely slipped by my radar. Never, never heard of it. Um, so yeah, it lo looks like it's fun. And with that, that chase, the 20 minute chase scene, like it sounds like that mm. out the, <laughs> the French connection. So yeah, I'm, I'm keen. Uh, uh, Kendall, have you heard of this one or what do you think? No, um, seems like a under the radar sort of um, 70s action film for me. And like I, for the chase and all that, like years ago, I used to like, the, you know, the 20 best car chases in film and all that. And they all came from the 70s, but I never saw this pop up. And yeah. This one never really popped up. So um, no, I am interested in that. I like my 70s um, action films, maybe get like a, Fucking young Ben Kingsley there. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And, yeah, it's funny. My mum is called Susan Kendall, so. Oh, was she an actress? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> probably related to her, maybe some distant relative. <laughs> no, very cool. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I know you love your, the same me, like we love our sort of 70s mm. thriller. And, the gritty crime dramas. Yeah, yeah. And so here's another one, hopefully, another gem. So, so yeah, um, Tony, how about yourself? Is this one you you're aware of or ever heard of? I'm with you, gents. I have not seen it or heard of it, but um, but yeah, like um, of course it's, it must be that obscure. It, that 20 minute um car chase isn't even in that list, Ryan, as you said. Yeah, like I never kind of saw it, or it just like never popped up. You know. Yeah. Uh, it it must be that obscure, and it's and and it's awesome that imprint are releasing it. They made nineteen seventy two. It's fifty years old. So um, but damn, <laughs> never no, I've never heard of this. I really can't. I'm now I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, fifty years old. Shit. Completely under the radar. Beautiful. That's, that's that's some cool artwork as well. Yeah, oh, the woman's face and the skull. Yes. yes. Like, even when you're dead, you can still talk. Yeah. Indeed, but both, both, even the slips—they're both awesome pieces of art. I know, right? He's got his shirt ripped off, and he's got like his shoulder, <laughs> and he's <laughs> like teasing us with half a bicep. You're like, oh yeah, machine gun. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, there's some planes in there and some um uh, helicopters too. So we might get like chases all over on every uh piece of um. <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles. But a more extreme version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. All righty, I guess it's my turn now for the next two. Um, mm -hmm. Next up, imprint release number 196, Porkchop Hill, released in 1959. Lieutenant Joe Clemens, played by Gregory Peck, has been given the order, take Porkchop Hill. If it's taken by the Chinese, U.S. negotiators at the Panmunjom peace conference would lose face with their communist ad adversaries an unthinkable outcome and so 
Clemens leads his troops into combat to fight for an objective that they know to be strategically pointless. But they also know that an order is an order and they must take Porkchop Hill or die trying so that millions can live in freedom tomorrow for what Clemens and his men will sacrifice today. Based on a true story and featuring an all-star supporting cast, Porkchop Hill is an exceptional film. Starring Gregory Peck, Harry Guadino, Rip Torn, and George Peppard. The special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 2K scan, a new audio commentary by film historians Stephen J. Rubin and Steve Mitchell, Greg Repeck, His Own Man, a vintage documentary, original aspect ratio of 166 by 1, Audio English LPCM 2.0, optional English hard of hearing subtitles, and limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 copies with unique artwork. I love my war films, and as I mentioned earlier, I used to watch a lot of war films with my father. This one I have not seen, and I'm, I must see it. I've got to see this one eventually. And I'm, of course, with Gregory Peck starring in it. Huh. Can't go wrong. Um, Ryan, have you seen Pork Chop Hill? I have. Um, many moons ago, I I have the DVD or I had it. I was I'm gonna like get rid of it so I can get this one. Do my little upgrade. It's been a while. It's kind of like I guess if you've seen um Hamburger Hill, how it's literally just like it's just a slaughter on a hill that like they move up a bit and then the Chinese come down and then it's like ah fuck, they took our spot. It's just like a back and forth um, film from memory. <clears throat> but it's good fun. Good bloody fun. Okay. It does look good. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, John, have you seen Pork Chop Hill? Uh, no, but I, I know of it. It's one I've, um, it's one I, I'm aware of. So, yeah, it's one I've just, just never got around to seeing. So I'm, I'm keen to check it out. What you said, Kendall, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like one of those films, which, which is great. And, yeah, just like a great cast. Gregory Peck's amazing. Um, even Rip Torn is in there. So, mm. yeah, legendary Rip Torn. Um, so, yeah, it, it sounds, it sounds great. And, uh, interesting film interesting topic especially with the current state of the world so it's a <laughs> film for imprint to bring out maybe they uh we can look at history um and obviously see events that happened in the past um you know that's kind of uh, i want to say reflecting current times but it's interesting just see historical events and how history repeats itself so it's uh yeah it's one i'm really looking forward to seeing so uh, this will definitely be one I'll be chucking in uh, the player uh, as soon as I get it. So, yeah, yeah very keen to, to check this one out. And the last title from the main December releases is Imprint Release number 197, A Rage to Live, released in 1965. Grace Caldwell, a young Pennsylvania newspaper heiress living with her widowed mother, has trouble restraining herself when it comes to the amorous attentions of young men. As word starts to spread about her behaviour, Grace becomes a major source of heartache for her family. After many love affairs, the promiscuous young social leader tries settling down to normal to a normal married life. Starring Suzanne Plachette, Bradford Dillman, Ben Gazzara and Peter Graves. This is the first time on Blu-ray worldwide. 
The special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a 4K scan, a new audio commentary. Um, they don't mention, they don't announce who's on there yet. Um, I mean, sorry, who doesn't provide the audio? Who doesn't? Who provides the audio commentary? Um, new interview with author and film historian Neil Sinyard on the career of actress Suzanne Plachette. New featurette: Paralyzed segments, female sexuality in cinema before the codes end, and more features to be announced. Theatrical trailer: Original aspect ratio of two three five by one. Audio English LPCM two point zero. Optional English hard of hearing subtitles and a limited edition slipcase of the first 1500 copies with unique artwork. Now, as we were with Fear is the Key, as I was, sorry, with Fear is the Key, I have not seen or heard of A Rage to Live. And um, with a cast with, with, which includes Suzanne Plachette, who we all know as um, um, uh, the, the love interest in them, the birds, I forgot the character's name. I think it was Annie. That's right, and um, and of course Ben Gazzara, who starred in many John Cassavetes films, and of course most mainstream audiences will remember Ben Gazzara as the main villain in the movie Roadhouse. Mm. Um, yeah, I have not seen this, but from what I'm re- from what I've read, I'm, it's something I'm 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 intrigued to watch because I love movies that um. That, as I said before, they explore the dark side of humanity, and this is definitely one of them. With um, with how much she, how she has multiple lovers and wants to try, try and settle down to a normal married life, but you never know; things might not turn out the way they are, the, the way they, yeah, the way they are. And um, yes, I have not seen it, but I love to look. I'm looking forward to it. Um, John, have you seen A Rage to Live? No, I haven't, and this is another one which I, I never really heard of until its announcement. So, uh, once again, just complete blind um, sort of announcement, which is great because, you know, it's, it's going into something knowing nothing about it. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like sort of those, um, uh, yeah, sort of yeah, melodramas. So, uh, yeah, very, very keen to check it out. And like I said, just, just the cast, um, you know, with Ben Gazzara, I, I think he's an amazing actor. He's in so many... Great films, classic films, yeah, Cassavetes films, um, even, you know, shows up in B-grade movies, but gives it his all in terms of performances. He, he was he was really one hell of an actor. So, um, yeah, this is one I'm <clears throat> very keen on. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely checking out as soon as it, uh, as it arrives. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, it, it might be a good double with the Rose Tattoo, which they, they recently mm. uh Ryan, how about you? No, I have not seen this one. Um, I do love my Ben Gazzara. There was um, an indicator one that he was in. That was awesome. The strange the, one. The strange one, yeah, where he's um, yeah, at the at the academy, the military academy. I yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. That was a very unusual film. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no. Um, this is uh interesting. Uh, interesting. Our uh, topic too for the times. Now, you know, someone's being a bit promiscuous and it's just like frowned upon. So it'd be uh, cool how they um, tackle the uh, subject matter. That's a nice um, cover art. Makes it look kind of like kind of Italian. It does. Yes, it does look look Italian. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It looks like maybe even a, yeah, it looks like a foreign poster. It looks really cool. I love it. Yeah, like very Frenchy or something too. I think it's just like the paint brush strokes. 
Well, that was the end of the, of the main December announcements. There are more December releases coming soon. But mm-hmm. first, um, um, a few days ago, Imprint Films have, been, have put out a Facebook post and I will, I will highlight some important info. Two bits of information that on this post we'll discuss very soon. But for the first one, the, uh, directed by Walter Hill set is still on the way hitting the shelves in 2023. So if you're all waiting for Walter Hill, let's wait a little longer. It's coming out 2023. Looking forward to that set. It's been, it's been long in the making. And um, of course, I know yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people on the groups, especially have been asking us when, the, when it's yeah. coming. And I keep on saying, you know, as much as we do, we don't know. We have no clue. Yeah. When it's coming out. But we can't wait either. Believe me, we are we are really excited. I know Ryan, you are big time. Mm, yes, I know. I like my Walter Hill, beautiful Same. man. Yeah, I'm I'm dying for this amount. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I can wait. Like I, I'm someone that I can wait because that's the thing. Like you you want like releases so badly, but when you get them, it's going to sit on your watch list for like a fucking year. So it's, it's like it's okay. <laughs> Just let <it> sit. <laughs> I'll get stuff off my watch list first, and then. Yeah, we have plenty to watch, and I prefer <laughs> them to, you know, make sure it's perfect and there's no issues, so it doesn't, you know, with the set, so there's no recall or, or replace. Yeah, exactly, it's worth the wait than you know some other labels that just you know push yeah. out and. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What are those? What's those uh, labels that do it again, John? Those are those <clears throat> Halloween's. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> Disc replacement. Uh, yeah. It's a scary factory. Yeah. I think it's a really scary factory. Like. It is, and it's just, yeah, it's it's a bit of a, yeah, it, I mean, they've always been about quality control um, uh, in print, which is great. So, yeah, it's, yeah, to touch wood, I think they've been pretty good so far in terms of quality. I don't think they've really had any major recalls or issues I can think of, so. No, I, from memory, I think the earliest recall that Imprint had done from memory was was the Bob Hope collection. They There was an issue with that one. Ah, I think there was they got it, that's right. There was yeah, a replacement. Maybe. There was a replacement program, and um, that's all sorted. And um, but yeah, after that, no issues so far. Yeah, and that that's one out of what we're up to nearly two hundred spots. Nearly two hundred, yeah. That, that's amazing. I mean, that, like I said, unlike <clears throat> other certain <clears throat> UK labels that are <laughs> that are like literally every release is a disc replacement. That is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of two hundred. The next announcement for Imprint posted on their Facebook post was there will be no January 2023 Imprint Films releases. No doubt that's a relief on everybody's wallets. Um, but keep your eyes peeled for our February announcement in November. Our February slate will include Imprint Collection number 200, and it is a big one. And next to it is a red blood drop. So I'm assuming it's going to be a horror movie. And... I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to what they're going to announce in November for number 200. Was that in a newsletter? Oh, was that a post? It was their, it was their, it was the Imprint Films Facebook post. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, you didn't? No, I'm just reading verbatim from their post. So yeah, I'm just curious to see what the next um what number 200 will be. Um, and finally, it's good that we're getting more horror from Imprint. Yes, who's who? Who knows? You never know. It might be another. Silver Screams collection, or it could be another 
box set. Well, if it's a big one, I'm assuming it's a box set. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Ought to be. Yeah, mate. Big genre one or? No, I hope so. And now we'll discuss the other two releases that are coming out in December. Now, this is directly from that imprint film's update post. The Warriors Standard Edition is now live for pre-order from the website, available on December 7. This release includes the same content across two discs as our our limited edition release, including both the director's cut and the theatrical cut, and it's packed with special features. That's great news. Yes. That set, as everybody knows, sold out in nine days from the imprint website. And um, it's a it's a holy grail that edition at least. But I'm just great. This is great now that they are doing a, it's they're, they're finally going back to standard releases for their big titles. And I'm just glad the Warriors is one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that box. I was umming and ahhing about it, so I'm like, I'm happy with this one. Oh, you didn't get this. You didn't get this the limited edition. No, no. Well, it went. I was going to say it went really fast, mm. and a lot of people that missed out, especially uh, international, um, uh, you know, fans as well. That that kind of just blinked and it was gone um, from the imprint website. So, yeah. um, and and the reason, like I said, the big reason, and as of this 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 time, I'm not sure if anything's changed, but you still can't get that theatrical cut anywhere else. It seems like um, I don't know. It seems like. <laughs> Uh, Paramount just don't want to release it. I don't know what the deal is, uh, but but it's great, great for imprint because uh, they have the theatrical cut on there, um, and they did include that as well. So that was a bit of a worry was whether they were going to include the theatrical on the reissue, but they have. So that's that's mm. a massive plus. So anyone who wants the films, it's it's a great um, good value option to get get both cuts. Yeah, it certainly it certainly is, and all the extras are exactly the same editions, mm. so you're not missing out, except the hard box, of course. But other than that. It's worth owning that set, I tell you. Yeah, no, I like I like how they do that. They give you all the extras. Some labels, when they reissue, they tend to slim them down on terms extras too, but imprint are keeping everything, which is great. It just means more fucking, I guess. It's not as big as a hard box, so I can have more room for shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shelf, shelf uh, saver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all those hard boxes and whatnot, they go like on the top of the cabinet because they just don't fit. It's just a waste of space to fit them into the shelves. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the last update for this um, for that Facebook post is the next title we'll be announcing. The first 4K Blu-ray steelbook released housed in a 3D lenticular hard case and featuring a special collector's booklet. And the hint is we're revisiting an earlier imprint title. And, of course, to commemorate imprint films' two-year anniversary, this edition, this release is imprint release number one. The War of the Worlds. Now, it's a beautiful looking box with um, with the uh, let me just um get let me just get the info on that one. I just saw it here. It looks like a hard box. Yes. Yeah. I, or is it a slip? It's a, yeah. No, it's a hard box with hard box. um yeah yeah hard case. It's got a hard case and a steel book in it. Okay. Yeah, which is really cool. A lenticular cover. Yeah, with the um. Yeah. Kind of like an arrow hard box, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'll just read this bit here for for everybody. Um, the War of the Worlds, limited edition 4K, Ultra HD, and Blu-ray steelbook in a 3D lenticular hard case. 
In celebration of our two-year anniversary, we are revisiting Info Collection Number 1 and in our first 4K and Blu-ray steelbook, House in the 3D Lenticular Hardcase, and a special 44-page collector's booklet, H.G. Wells' novel of a Martian invasion of Earth becomes even more frightening in this 1953 film adaptation that's widely regarded as one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Now, the extras are exactly the same as as the um, as input number one, but on the 4K disc, it includes Dolby Vision and HDR10. Very good for us 4K um, nerds. Yep, yep. Yeah, John and I. Uh, Ryan, you haven't got 4K, have you? Nah, can't be asked. Fuck, too expensive. <laughs> need a new TV, need a new plant. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, you'll get there eventually. You will get there eventually. Uh... 4K will be the only way. <laughs> you will, believe me. No, nah, you know what? As soon as I get to like 4K, that's when they bring out like fucking 6K or some shit like that. <laughs> I'm there's like, already, there's already, <laughs> no. There's already 8K television, so. um. Exactly, see? It just tells you there's going to be fucking 8K. I'm like, why? Oh, well. I'm just going to go back to film stock. Fuck this. Just give me, like... Just give me Super 8. Just going back to Super 8. You can't beat film, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I'll read this again. Um, On the 4K disc, it includes Dolby Vision HDR10, remastered DTS HD 5.1 audio, Commentary by actors Anne Robinson and Gene Barry. Commentary by director Joe Dante, film historian Bob Burns and Bill Warren, author of Keep Watching the Skies. The Sky is Falling, Making the War of the Worlds. H.G. Wells, the father of science fiction. The Mercury Theatre on the Air presents the War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Original theatrical trailer and optional English subtitles. And the Blu-ray is the exact same, is the exact same content as imprint number one, the original release. Now, this release, when it was announced, when I po- when I posted the when I posted the announcement of this title on the groups, boy, did it get a lot of controversy. We got, <laughs> oh my goodness, it got a Children. lot of controversy mainly because of one thing: the pricing. But Oh well, let's just say this. I understand why it's a bit high because it is expensive, and of course, with Australia being such a low, um, well, compared to the US and the UK, of course, um, Australia, their um, their marketing. Oh, I don't know, Um, John, you're you're you can you're better at explaining it. What do you think? Yeah, look, I mean, there's a number of factors here. First off, Australia is a smaller market. And look, I've spoken with people who are in the industry and they have told me 4K is very expensive to produce in Australia. Very expensive. And um, and, and the other thing with 4K is you have to do sort of minimum print runs, I think like 2,000 or, or maybe even more. So mm-hmm. um, so there is a number of things. So it's a smaller market. It is neat. It's, it's high to produce. Um, so yeah, and, and you're also getting a steel book. And steel books are very expensive to make as well. So there's a number of factors. And if you look at the Arrow sort of, um, yeah, Arrow do these sort of hard boxes with steelbooks, very similar to this release. Um, it's around the same price point, but people will buy that and not complain. Um, so and like I said, and they're doing this for the local market. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a smaller market. And, and yeah, so it, it's very different. I, mean, I, I guess that kind of, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. <laughs> 
bus are a lot higher in Australia. I'll say that. That's yes. Sure. Yes. It's definitely, you, that definitely makes sense. And um, yeah, 4K is expensive to produce. You're right about that. But because, but, but what you're paying for is quality. And of course, John and myself, we're 4K aficionados. We, we can see the, the quality on the screen and it's amazing. Like, um, like John, you recently got a new 4K television. And mm. Mm. How is and how is and how is well, that to you? I'm I'm addicted. The quality it's it's incredible. You can't go back to to standard once you go 4K. Just the quality. If, if you've got a film on 4K, that is, it's just unbelievable. So this is one I'm really excited to see in 4K. Absolutely. And and yeah, like it's just it's you know there's a number of factors, but you know it, we are in a you know, we are in a collector's market and we are in a market now where it's, um, I, I like to say, I always say this is like the Laserdisc market all over again. Like you want it, you're going to have to pay for it. If you want quality, you're going to have to pay for it. Like it's not, you know, the $5 bargain bin days are over. If you want a, you know, quality release, um, this is, you know, it's going to be like this. So yeah, there's a number of controversies, but I think what you're getting with 4k is just you know, phenomenal. So yeah, it's a big, big, big plus there. Plus, plus, also, I think that you know, imprint did do a standard release of War of the Worlds, if I'm not mistaken. They did. they did, yes, they did. Yeah, they can still. I believe that's still out there as well. So yes, it is still out there. You're right. Yeah. So if you don't want this mega 4K set, then just go buy that. I mean, that's available. So yeah, it's the exact. It has the exact same content. You're all good there. The only difference is that the Dolby Vision and HDR10. That's it. But yeah, but everything else is exactly the same. Yeah, for the Blu-ray disc, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but if you want that upgrade and you know the beautiful box and lenticular cover and booklet and yeah, it's it, it's a reason it's priced like that. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm very excited because this is a really good timing. Because funny enough, I was literally just about to import the UK uh, edition or, or, or US. I'm sure yeah, because it came out from Paramount and the UK and US and uh, and it, to import it, it was going to cost me you know, and this was just the standard sort of flimsy plastic case nothing special is going to cost me about 60 70 dollars to import that alone so for an extra 30 i'm getting a hard box a steel book a book so yeah i'm, I'm very happy with this release so. i believe the u.s one has two films and of course imprint has both films um war of the worlds and when worlds collide is that that is correct correct yes yeah the uk and us has that as a bonus but from what i've heard it's it's very similar to the imprint edition that they put out. So if you've already got that, you, you pretty much sorted the imprint one. Great. Well, that's good to know. Also, Ryan, I guess you won't be getting that 4K edition? Well, I mean, like, if I can sell my first, like, War of the Worlds for, like, 200 bucks on eBay, then I'll get this and I'll have an extra $100. <laughs> no. I'll do a what? swap around. Because I've what? got the slip and people want the slips and shit. So fucking 200 bucks. You'd be amazed how many, like, the, with the slips especially. My goodness. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll see if I can do it. <laughs> well, people still want that first edition for, for like... Just, uh, yeah, because like, I, I, do, I do like my... I like, I like steelbooks. Like, a lot of people don't because, like, they can break easy and whatnot. But I like steelbooks and I like the artwork on steelbooks. I think they're awesome. And like it's got the lenticular cover and shit, and it's like a booklet as well. So I'm like, that's fine. For a hundred bucks, I was like, not. I wasn't like shocked like everyone else. I was like, ah, mm. oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, when you think they're like normal Blu-rays on the side of thirty-five, thirty-six dollars, and that's just like four, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 
Blu-rays are going up now, and, and inflation doesn't help. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, as, as you both know, I am not the biggest fan of steelbooks. I don't like them, but um, mm. because I don't, because with my collection, I have quite a lot, and I don't like the, um, I don't like it when they scratch. They actually scratch on the actual steel. Oh, yes. Well, really, the, yeah. That no. really annoys me. But at least, yeah, at least this release has a hard box, so I can. Well, they, they'll be protected. I, so I was about to say, about to say, I don't like steelbooks by themselves, but. If um if there's a nice you know like Arrow or Zabby do like a really nice sort of hard box you know like 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 the Clockwork Orange one you know yeah it looks yeah. in a nice case I'm over the moon but by itself yeah same like I recently got that Fright Night and it's already getting scratches underneath just taking oh off. really yeah little, little, little hairline scratches but it's just it just proves how you know you need to have it in a proper case or I mean people even sell steelbook cases to like protective cases so. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, like I said, I like how it's housed, and and, and they they did something similar with Dirty Dancing, if I'm not mistaken. That's got a lenticular hard box. Yes, Biovision are releasing a special edition of Dirty oh, yeah. Dancing. Yeah, so they're doing a similar sort of package, which is interesting. I I, I like it. I just hope that it sells, and they'll, they can keep doing these sort of sets. Mm. Yeah, and of course the big the big 4K Biovision title coming soon is Saw. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. That big monster, thirteen disc collection, which has um, saw, jigsaw, and um, spiral in four K, on four K discs as well, and all the other saw films, on Blu-ray, and of course it comes with a reversible bear claw trap, box, and it just it it looks beautiful, and that's coming out mid November, I believe, and that is gonna that's just. Now that's that's of course worth the price. That's a very high priced item, but um, but for collectors, and of course for horror fans, and of course for Saw fans, it's it's the ultimate edition. It's 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 definitely one to get. It is, yeah, exactly. And going back to that earlier, it, you're getting ultimate editions of these releases. It will probably be maybe the last release you're going to get for these films. So, mm. uh, in terms of a physical media copy, so. Just, um, just, just go for it if you love the film. Yeah, that's you know. And once again, what's a hundred dollars? Like what? I say the skin. Like, is it you know the cost of petrol? What like one one petrol fill up? No, no? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's gone like that. So, you know, it's like you know for what you're getting, it's yeah, it's it, it, it's really actually it's it's an incredible package. So I'm I'm very excited. It's not only that. It's just like how much else we spend on fucking films because as soon as you see a sale you're like spend 300 bucks yeah. so i'm just like come on that's right <laughs> is it really that bad and you see people in groups with like massive holes like yeah i know right 100 but spending yeah. like 20 us on like shipping yeah <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> this worries you um what's the scale size of the bear claw trap again um, the trap specifications, okay. 1,500 copies only. Um, the trap specifications, the weight is 600 grams, size 150 millimeter height by 180 millimeter width by 140, 147 millimeter depth. Mm-hmm. Hand-painted, sculpted poly resin. So, yeah, it's, it's big. <laughs> um, it's um, well, it's not tape measure. <laughs> 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 so, like, 180 mil, that's 18 centimetres. Uh, what was it? 150 mil. Okay. Tall? 150 millimetre height 
So that's 15 centimetres tall. So, yeah, right. 180 millimetre width. 18 width, yeah. And 147 millimetre depth. Yeah, I couldn't make it like 150. That'd be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Extra three <laughs> mil, mil, guys. Come on. Um, so 15, 18 feet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with this one, even though because it's a bi-vision title, this this um, Saw edition is beautiful, i got to say. Like, out of all the Saw films, I only like four, four of them, but not all ten. Yeah, I, I think I, like, I remember watching all four, uh, four, four or five, and then, like, bits and bobs of, like, six, seven, eight, or went up to. Mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing the last one, which was the final chapter. Uh, the spiral from the Book of Saw. No, 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 not that one. Um, I think it was called the final chapter. Saw the final chapter where I'm um, Carrie. Oh, Lewis. yeah, is there, seven, that's the twist. Yes, that's number seven, the three D one. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I saw the first three in the cinema, and then I yeah, kind of dropped off watching them in the cinema and just kind yeah. of on DVD. Uh. I need to re- like it's been ages since I saw them, but I didn't mind um, the recent one, the um, Spiral. Um, no, no, did I? I didn't mind it either. I quite, I quite enjoyed Spiral. I saw that at the movies. It was different. Yeah, mm, it was. All right, so I'll do here. It's almost the size of this. It's a bit smaller than oh, okay. this box because this is like what's fifteen? Yeah, if you get this box, then you can. It's like just a bit smaller than that. Okay. Um, yeah, Ryan's now showing the Fanta- the Arrow Phantasm box set, and if you've got that, they'll give you an estimate of what it look of what the size will be. And um, great, thanks for that, Ryan. <laughs> You're all right. Okay. Well, that was that. Well, that's all the December announcements for um for Imprint Cast. Um, coming soon, we are going to be recording. The third member's choice episode very soon for um, the Year of the Dragon. And we've already got our fourth member. We've already got a fourth member or to choose for our next, um, for the to, for his top three. So very after the third episode airs, I'll post the fourth member, the fourth member's um, choices. And of course, we'll be announcing the, um, the December titles. And of course, at the end of the year, We'll have a bit of a break and we'll do the um we'll do the best of um we'll have a special best of imprint releases with special guests as well. So of of with with other with previous me- people who joined us on this show. Be great to talk to them and see what their thoughts are on the best of. So um so yeah, that's it. Now thank you all for listening and thank you so much, John and Ryan, for joining in. It's all good, mate. All yeah, good. Always fun. Yeah, it's always fun talking to my talking to my people. Great, and yes, um, so yeah, please follow our Facebook groups, the Imprint Films Blu-ray Collection fan group, and the Imprint Cast Facebook groups, and um, keep, keep hope you enjoy your Imprint titles, and um, you know, if you want to post something on the groups, I I'm always around responding, and if you want to ask questions on the on the groups, John and I will be very soon doing another um live unboxing for the October yes. and yes uh, we love we love doing these um live unboxings and we love to com- com- communicating with 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 fellow members it's great all righty now um, thank you so much for listening and I um, hope you all have a good one take care bye
Cheerio. Cheerio. Bye. See you guys. Bye.